selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast. And we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie. Eric Siska, what is that oh movie? Oh, my God. <laughs> it is the Santa Claus, the original film. Not out of way. Is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen <laughs> yes. finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're going to be talking all about it on December 7th, which is a day that will live in infamy <laughs> at White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're to yeah. the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City. And this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help That's out right. with rent-a-cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal gang, only wherever <laughs> Steve's legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue, and it's really close to the train if you're like you're in the, in the city or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, the path train's not too far, right? path train's a, a stone's throw away. A stone's throw, folks. Come on out the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the Hey, gang, July 16th, you got to remember to get your ass to Mars. And in this case, Mars, I mean the little theater in Rochester, New York. Absolutely. It might seem like a world away, but it's not. (laughs) No, it's just in, you know, central western New York. Close to such cities as... uh, Ohio. That's not a city, man, you buffoon. It's a city state, kind of like Sparta. (laughs) 
Well, you know, you got your your beefaloes and your Syracuse oh, and yeah. your your Pittsburghs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We we already saw online some beautiful people are coming from the great city of Toronto. Point is, wherever you are, you're, you're close, close to Rochester. You're close, you're close enough. enough to Rochester. It's, yeah, yeah. We're, we're this is the gathering of the Hatalos. It's the gathering of the Hatalos, which brings me to my next point. This was developed on social media, and I want to bring it to the airwaves. If you haven't seen it on our Facebook page, some very talented person has mocked up a photo that we posted on Instagram of the three of us uh, looking like juggalos, which is <laughs> fucking terrifying. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful and terrifying Because at the we're same fat time. enough to be in the ICP for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we, we're in the ICP weight class. Don't worry about that. We could box them. Uh, but and I put this out there, and we agreed to it. So listen, if the show on July 16th sells out, we yeah. sell every seat in that house... We are doing the show live, talking Turtles three in Juggalo makeup. Ooh. It's happening. Yeah. Oh, but only if it sells out. And we're gonna hang out afterwards. So Have we'll a- just be in public with yeah. face paint on, having a couple drinks, looking like lunatics. <laughs> so if you want to see that happen, you got to encourage your friends to come with you. Road trip it to the little man. Road trip it to Rochester. And you know the good thing is. You get to see us talk about Ninja Turtles 3, and that's a fun time. That is a fun time. The turtles go back to feudal Japan because they find a magic lantern or something. And Casey Jones's ancestors there? No. Yeah, man. You haven't seen that in a while. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that's weird. They still live in that cool abandoned subway station. I would live in that abandoned subway station. Well, they got like arcade games down there. Yeah, Christmas lights, 365. You're sleeping on a train? Oh, sure. You can sleep on a train and not be murdered for it. Exactly. Every New Yorker's dream. (laughs) So listen, gang, July 16th, it's a Saturday night, 9 p.m. The little.org for tickets. We are talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. And remember, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbor, if this show sells out, we're doing it like Juggalos. This week on the show, we're talking about a useless sequel, if there ever was one. It's another 48 hours. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Zadak. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. Everyone, welcome to We Hate Movies on the Sideshow Network. Thank you for tuning in. As always, this week the summer blockbuster extravaganza pulls back into Sequelville for a movie that is so lazy they just put another at the front of it. <laughs> it's another 48 hours from 1990, directed by the great director Walter Hill. This is a bit of a misstep for Mr. Hill. I feel like that would be that's a, an underused sequel uh, yes. uh, name template. Yes. Another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, another Lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> that could be, and then it's like yet another Lethal uh, Weapon. Oh, yeah. Still another Lethal Weapon. Mm, yeah, that could totally work. Another Teen Wolf for sure. <laughs> That makes more sense than Teen Wolf 2, to be completely honest. <laughs> An- <laughs> That's true. How about another Independence Day? And oh, now yeah. the aliens attack Canada. Oh, sure. <laughs> Just specifically Canada? Yeah. I think well, the last I think... time they were going for world domination. <laughs> another Star Wars. But when was... Oh, that's pretty cool. Another, that, 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 is, that'd be that is good. Mm-hmm. That is good. But when was Canada's independence? 1982? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know when they finally shook off the queen. I think that'd be fun. I'm sure someone knows. Hey, uh, let us know. When did Canada gain its independence? Another Boogie Nights. <laughs> oh, that would be a sad movie. <laughs> Another Schindler's List. <laughs> Who knew he had two lists? <laughs> did you know there was another list? <laughs> What is this? Another list? Oh, here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. You know what? I'll tell you one thing. You can get Ben Kingsley for that movie because that guy will do anything. Oh, absolutely. See him as the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Um, So another 48 hours uh, made Eight years after that first one. So everybody was really chanting outside the studio to get this made. Why? Like, I mean, like, the thing is, the thing about the, the first 48 hours, which I think we'll wind up talking about a little bit here, is that it's like that, it's one of the first, uh, what do you call it there? It's one of the first... Um, buddy comedies? Buddy comedies. It's right. like, it's your proto-lethal weapon. It's your proto-lots of things. So, like, after all that happens, to come back and do it again... And it's, you know... It's a carbon copy sequel. Yes. It's kind of just the same thing. I haven't seen the first 48 hours in maybe like a couple of years. Mm. I Here's the thing. I don't <laughs> like either of these movies cuz I feel I, and this is this is really why is I think where you do have like Eddie Murphy at the height of his Eddie Murphyist, the problem with this being like an action comedy is Walter Hill directs, like, serious fucking violence. Yeah. Which is fine, mm. but it doesn't fit... It's square peg round hole with an Eddie Murphy movie. So it's just... It's it's weird to me where, like, Eddie Murphy's, like, mouthing off one second, and then some dude gets, like, shot through the throat, and you see it. Yeah. It I, makes no sense. No. And at least the first movie functioned more like a movie. Like it well, felt, yeah. it, you know, like for instance, the forty-eight hours makes sense in that movie. He's, yeah. he's Eddie Murphy's got six months left on his sentence. He's sprung from the clink by Nick Nolte to, for forty-eight hours only. Right, and there is like sort of a clock, and there's 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 stakes, and there's problematic racism oh, and, oh, all over that first movie and it's kind of like you know, it's got that like Walter Hill grit but it kind of works in those settings and yes. it, it's, it's, yeah. it's not a, a, a great movie but um, it's a movie it's a movie it for one is a movie and I mean that's the first thing we should get out of the way is that the original this is like a studio chop job movie mm-hmm. the original cut of this movie was 135 minutes good gravy yeah final theatrical cut like 97 95 something like that uh, wait how long 135 2 hours so, and 15 minutes so it was batman versus superman <laughs> oh just like, about yeah. almost yeah like super long movie and it's oh, fuck it. Doomsday! Oh, you want to fucking fight me, Doomsday? Here we go! <laughs> fucking third act alien! Sure, let's do it! Wait, does that make Eddie Murphy Batman? <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> I'd see that movie. Ah, oh, goddammit, Lois Lane in that tub! I'm gonna fuck you! <laughs> That was a weird scene in Batman vs. Superman. Oh, yep. the bathtub sex? Mm. Sure. Yeah. That, that's, I'm hoping for the, the, the longest cut. It's gonna get cut. wet! <laughs> just, 
I hope he gets it wet in the longer cut, man. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Hey, can we plug that right now? Sure. Just say we're gonna do, we will do an on screen of that extended cut. It's gonna happen. We don't know when it's gonna happen, but don't tell me it's not gonna happen. I saw it happen. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, they cut a bunch of stuff out of this, including the part where Nick Nolte specifies that they do indeed have another forty eight hours to do something. Like there was a clock in this movie. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte's being investigated by IAB in this movie, the Internal Affairs Bureau. Rightfully uh, so, to be quite yes. honest. Well, you know, we, yes. we saw what actually went down, though. Yeah. We saw, you know, what... Oh? Yeah. That dude shot first. Oh. oh that dirt bike exchange? <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> yes. But so, so there is this thing where, like, he has 48 hours until this court appearance that he has to make where he might be going down. So he's got 48 hours to clear himself. But for some reason, the geniuses at Paramount and whoever else were fucking around with this movie cut out the part where they explained the fucking 48 hours. But here's the thing. is that I was so thrilled that this movie was only 95 minutes. Oh, sure. Because, like, good great. I don't, I don't like any of these characters. No. <laughs> and I like Eddie Murphy, you know... 80, 85 to like ninety whatever. Like I'm all I'm all in. Oh, this is prime Eddie Murphy. Absolutely prime Nick Nolte too. Like and I, he's you know yeah. Well yeah. They're both fatter than that first movie. Yeah, Nick Nolte we, more noticeably so, but Eddie Murphy's like puffy in this movie. Yeah, well you know ninety one everyone was was uh, loosening their belts bar, but. <laughs> Well, they all stopped doing cocaine was yeah, the problem. That, that, <laughs> well, there's actually a line in this movie where Eddie Murphy, when he first you know, catches sight of this Nick Nolte coming through the door there, <laughs> he says that he looks like he's lost weight. Yeah. Which is yeah, like, I don't know. what are you yeah, talking about? I don't know what prison's done to his vision. And then, <laughs> and then Nick Nolte's all like, yeah, cut, quit drinking. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right, this character, Jack turn, whatever. Turn my life around. So the, the this movie is kind of a tour of America's roadhouses in a way. Like there's oh, it's so like, many roadhouses in this movie. It's like a fucking diners, drive-ins, and dives, but somehow <laughs> even scuzzier. Yes, the tour of the roadhouses. Ah, what do you put in that paprika? <laughs> you call it paprika? <laughs> yeah. What, what do you call it? Too much cayenne in here. <laughs> Can't even fucking hear myself taste. <laughs> oh wow, bro! Get the fucking donkey sauce. One way ticket to Flavor Town. Let's do a fist pound. But this movie, so this movie now starts I'm off. Imagine, I'm sorry, I'm just imagining yeah. Nick Nolte with spiked hair and a black goatee. Yikes! <laughs> oh man, that's a fucking Halloween costume. That's what the devil looks like. It looks like <laughs> Nick Nolte. Cross with Guy Fieri, and he's wearing a flaming uh, button-down shirt, wow. obviously. And he I, smells like cigarettes and donkey sauce, which that, ironically <laughs> is just what donkey sauce smells like. I think you just issued a challenge to all our fans with Photoshop oh, out there. Yeah, God. that's true. I don't need to see that. I do. Oh, I need to see it. I need, I need to look past the gates of hell, Steve. <laughs> So we start at a roadhouse, and like it's it's one of the it's your classic Walter Hill. Like you you expect this to be like the end of the movie because we're we're establishing the roadhouse. There's like a white trash wind chime with that's a, oh. that's a jack of spades up against a can. Oh, oh no. some nonsense! It's even worse. It's like a card 
with like a can and it's it's like a spinning thing but there's also a bunch of rattlesnake rattlers it's Ooh. furnishings from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house <laughs> they have like furniture made out of bones somewhere in here i guarantee it and these three bikers show up and get a drink a brewski a brewski what they're doing that's very cool by the way that i will point out nerdily um is it's all like this like si- it's all totally dialogueless yeah it's like Walter Hill referencing the beginning of Once Upon a Time in the West, uh-huh. which is oh. like it's all like totally silent until we just start fucking shooting everybody, which is pretty cool. Just like a bunch of hombres just you know coming into town. But it's like oh, it's man. with scuzzy, you disgusting what? bikers. Yeah, exactly. I know. That works better with horses, but <laughs> <laughs> most things work better with horses. <laughs> These... Just ask Mister Hands. Yeah, yeah, that documentary Zoo. God, that just keeps coming up, huh? <laughs> Maybe we'll finally <laughs> venture into the documentary world one of these days. That might be an on-screen. Yeah, no, I can't go. Have you ever seen it, Eric? I have not, but oh, it's going to be an on-screen. Oh, uh, right? <laughs> it will be an on-screen. Because that's in the credits. It's his death rattles, right? Yeah, that's that's part of it. <laughs> so so yeah. what, what were we saying about this roadhouse? So it's just, it's these two, three bikers. They're getting a drink. These cops show up. And for no reason, these bikers blow them away, man. Like, yeah, this woman who I thought was uh, Denise Crosby, Star Trek The Next Generation's Tasha Yar. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, though. It was I, just thought it was a, I thought it was that Police Academy character, Callahan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're right. That's what happened. Yeah, all of the that's uh, what po- happened to Callahan yeah, after right. she left the academy. Exactly. Most of the police academy when they graduated were killed by bikers. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know it, but that I totally would, happened. I would love that montage, like it's the end of that six feet under. <laughs> <laughs> How all the members of police academy? Died. Oh my god, that's a great idea, right? You're watching Tackleberry on the toilet, and he just has a heart attack. Oh, that is how Tackleberry would go out. Yeah, nice with his Tackleberries exposed. <laughs> I mean, there's got. Um, how would um, Bobcat Goldwaith go? Oh, is he falling off that balloon at the end of that movie? You think? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody! I <laughs> Yeah, he just falls to his death. Oh. Or yeah, like suicide off of the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> All right, okay, Mahoney. Mahoney. Oh, that's a good question. That is the big fish. He a dies. Sex worker has to I was, be involved. I was going to say yeah. he dies having sex with a prostitute. Yes, right. like a heart attack, or maybe like an autoerotica situation. Oh, yeah, he gets a carotene. <laughs> Or just like maybe her pimp just stabs him in the back of the head. And oh, I like it. that. Oh, I like ice that. Pick action. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what about Lassard? How's he going? Oh, Lassard, my God. Um, uh, I feel like that's also a sex. Fish. <laughs> swallow the goldfish. Uh, also possible sex worker. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hightower, car bomb. Who would have guessed? Just, just, <laughs> yeah. just somebody really had it out for then Judge Hightower. <laughs> <laughs> He's the guy. He's the he's the judge in uh, uh, Dark Knight. <laughs> I feel like one, one of them is like um, getting caught for something and, and brought into jail and just get shivved the shit out of him. Oh yeah, because it turned yeah. out like they they brought down a couple of dudes that were already in there. Maybe uh, David Spade. I was character. just gonna say David Spade. <laughs> from his, cops on cops was on uh, patrol. Citizens, citizens on patrol. On patrol. Thank yeah. you very much. You know what? I think the universe at large hates that one the most because, like, whenever HBO's no, like, no, 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 my no. Operation Miami Beach, no, and here's why: I, 
you would think that, and it's fair that you would both think that. But you're it's, wrong because it's, it's Mission to Moscow. But go on. It's natural for you guys to think that and be totally wrong, and here's why. Uh-huh. Because every time HBO is like, now it's all the Police Academy movies, Citizens on Patrol is always missing. Oh, really? The rest of them are all there, and every I get fooled by this every fucking time because it's like, Hell yeah! How about a fat guy weekend and some, you know, police academy marathon? <laughs> oh, I can't because part four is missing. Oh, um, well, maybe you should own them on DVD like I did. <laughs> now, <laughs> I just got like, like something just came to me out of nowhere. Uh huh. In police academy, I'm sorry for everyone listening. In police academy, <laughs> Mi- at, at Miami Beach. Yeah. Is that hunky uh, beach cop? Is that Lloyd Braun? That is Lloyd Braun. He's in. Oh my god! It just came back to he me. Wait, which, which Lloyd Braun? It's, it's from uh, Seinfeld. There was two Lloyd Braun. The second one. The one that's the, also the more like famous, Silicon Valley. The more famous Lloyd yes. Braun, yeah. Mister uh, from what's the movie? Hand that rocks the cradle. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Matt, Matt McCoy. Matt McCoy. Wow. Yeah, good very for you. Good. Yeah, um, he, yeah. He replaces what's his face, Steve Mah- uh, Mahoney. Steve, yeah, Gutenberg. Mahoney. Steve Gutenberg. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Because oh, they're just yeah. like, oh, Mahoney graduated. <laughs> <laughs> he, he graduated. He graduated to Cocoon 2. Wow. Yay. I, I just got an itch for Miami Beach. I'm just, I'm just saying next year in 2017 we'll do a Police Academy movie. Don't worry. It's got to happen. Sure, we'll figure it Maybe out. Maybe with that fucking awful number six. That movie's terrible. Oh, yeah. That's what they're back in the city. Yeah, City What's Under sub- Siege. Oh, City Under City Siege, Siege, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So that in the theaters, I think? Did you really see yeah. City Under Siege? <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were baby dropped off on the doorstep. <laughs> I was raised by the movies. <laughs> <laughs> that was just me and the fat projectionist from fucking Last Action Hero. Oh, yeah. You're that, still here, Steve? Here that, comes City Under Siege. That think, guy's a treasure. You think movies are your ally? I was born in one. <laughs> That's Steve. Born in Police Academy. Six. <laughs> so another 48 hours. The right. next thing we see, so we, we see a bunch of people we don't know murder some cops we don't know, and we're like, hey, great. One of those dudes, by the way, is the evil genie from Wishmaster. Oh, right. The guy, he is Wait, now. The and here's the biker? Yeah. Is that the guy that's brother of Gantz in this he's, movie? He's the brother of, uh, what's his face? Um, the first movie. The actor. Jeff. No, fucking one nine hundred scumbag. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Uh, Dexter's father. Oh, He's in the Warriors. Oh, oh, oh fucking! Come on, let's. James right. Remar. Yes, I was just about to say, let's not use the internet. And you Woo. saved us. Whew. Yeah. He's the he's the younger brother of James Remar's character. Gotcha. And he's the dude who plays the fucking murderous gin in <laughs> Wishmaster. He's also which is a stay tuned. And another stay tuned from this man's storied career <laughs> is the movie Toy Soldiers, which we brought up last week. Oh, he right. plays the this the Colombian drug lord that takes over a prep school. That's uh, that's all sounding great. <laughs> I'm ex- listen. I'm excited for We Hate Movies season seven. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So so they just they kill up these two cops. They they brutally butcher this bartender who well, tries to call the cops. Which on is stupid. Like when someone's blowing up your when when there's bikers killing mm-hmm. cops. Yep. Don't pick up the phone. Pretend you're cool with it. Be yeah. like, oh, that's awesome. Celebrate it. Keep <laughs> polishing a glass. Can I get you gentlemen another brewski? On the house. Uh, I love cop killers. 
Yes, absolutely. Talk your way into it. Turn yep. into the skin at that point. You are on their side yeah. for sure. Because exactly. you're not going to get. You're not, not going to call. You're not going to pick up a rotary phone and start right. clicking at no. it. <laughs> So we fittingly go from a, a dusty roadhouse to a dirt bike race, <laughs> yeah. which is not really well defined. So this, but it's like an outside roadhouse. To be fair, <laughs> there's this guy uh, who's working for the big boss. I, I forget his name in this movie. Oh. Got classic little wormy dude. Oh, is it like Burroughs? Yes, yes. Burroughs. Burroughs. Burroughs is like this. He's like the money man. He gives these bikers some money that he goes away and they blow away some cops. And then he goes to this dirt bike race, <laughs> and he's given this other guy money. And then Nick Nolte is like, "Hey, stop!" And like, <laughs> you're like, "Oh, okay." And he, he, they open fire on each other, this and this dude, guy lights up like a Christmas tree. Well, here's the thing: like, this dude draws on Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte, this dude fires on Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte returns fire excessively. Basically, purposely shooting a gas station tank that's in the middle of this dirt bike race and sets this man on fire. <laughs> can, I, can I borrow a phrase from uh, Stephen Topolowski? Sure. Pause. <laughs> why would you do business during a dirt bike race? I'll like, tell you exactly why. There's, oh. there's alleyways to be done. There are roadhouses certainly oh, up and down. Hidden, you know what? Hidden in plain sight? Is that what you're going to say? Uh, that's a good guess, and that's probably part of it. But I would also strongly wager uh-huh. they're in the middle of this thing. You know what? Like alleyways, uh, uh, these roadhouses, they can all be tapped. Oh, I you see. You can't hear shit in the middle of a racetrack. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what's going on. Is like they can't pick anything up out here. It's like when the drug dealer turns music up way loud in movies. Oh, that's like when, yeah, when you go to the nightclubs to do your business. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you like the bathrooms with the loudest soundtracks in them. <laughs> Turn the speakers up in that bathroom, will you? But also, business. in this sequence is also where every single Nick Nolte impression is pretty much derived because he starts almost every sentence in his... This is basically the opening scene of his. Yes. Saying, God damn Oh, it's just go, oh, god damn it! Like right god away, damn it! And it, then it's like, well, there's 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 different kinds of god damn it because there there's like the the action power, like, oh god damn it! Like he's like really getting like aggravated about something, but then there's like later when you know the IAB and the other detectives come, and then it's like the red tape, god damn it! Like, oh god damn it! Oh, I gotta fucking put up with this bullshit. It's like the the, the yeah. full gamut of god damn it's that he does. And so it's Kevin Teague, uh, who's the villain from K-9, which was an episode a while back. Isn't he a, one of the Lethal Weapon villains, or did I make that up? He kind of looks like Diplomatic Immunity Guy, he does. but that's not Okay, him. that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, oh, I think... Yeah, no, yeah, but he was definitely in K-9, I remember that. He's the bad guy in K-9, he was on Lost. Um, he kind of just plays, you know, antagonists or higher... Right. Yeah, when, when, you, when you couldn't afford J.T. Walsh in the 90s, you called this guy. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I miss J.T. Of Walsh. Of course. Yeah. We still got yeah. M. Emmett Walsh, though. <laughs> They're not brothers. <laughs> no, I, but, you know. <laughs> oh, man, the Walsh brothers? Oh, that would have been a cool movie. <laughs> <laughs> Such a cool movie. They're just going around kidnapping wives. Hey, I, got, I got no problem taking your life either. <laughs> just an FYI. <laughs> Man, if he kill sh- your dad, if he showed up in breakdown, Kurt Russell would not have a fucking shot. No uh, way, dude. I-, I would be terrified if I saw Emmett Walsh at like the mall. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you go to an FYE to pick up some cheap movies, and 
And there's Emmett Walsh buying like a, a, Har- a Harley Quinn mug or something. <laughs> you're Get like, this oh. for my granddaughter. <laughs> Can't Stop. believe people resell all these CDs. She loves a Suicide Squad. <laughs> it's nice that my granddaughter has a comic book hero to look up to. <laughs> That's the thing. That's a good point. Is like you know, even at an FYE, he's gonna strangle someone on his way out. We're <laughs> <laughs> throwing that uh, "I'm not crazy, but the voices say I'm cool" shirt too. <laughs> this store might be for your entertainment, but strangling you to death in the food court is for my entertainment. <laughs> oh, wait, this store is closing. That's a big surprise. <laughs> Dude, I went to an FYU like two years ago, and they were trying to sell me on some loyalty what? thing, and I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me, man? A loyalty membership to an FYE? Is it Yikes. stock? I like, would... <laughs> do I own this FYE now? All you got to do is buy this 10-stamp punch card, and you own FYE. How is that FYE not a mirage? <laughs> Yeah, what did you buy there? Can you go home and check that you did still you, have it and it when, didn't just turn into sand? When you walked out of the store, did you look behind you and it was nothing there? Like, was <laughs> it a closed store? What did I buy? <laughs> it was Mystic. <laughs> <laughs> the cassettes are also cursed. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, but basically they cannot... The, the, the IAB guy, it's your classic... Uh, and I think that the internal affairs division is a really important division in the police department, to be quite honest. Maybe yeah, I'm but from, like, you know, police stories, they're always hated. It's always a piece of shit, rat, piece of fuck. Yeah. You know, and, like, uh, he's given Nolte shit because he blew this guy away in broad daylight in the middle of, I don't know, the world championship of dirt bike racing. <laughs> well, he's giving him shit because Nolte is indeed he claiming. He got blood all over the ESPN 8 table. <laughs> Oh no! They got blood all over our card table. <laughs> no, what his what uh, Kevin Teague's point is in this movie is that Nick Nolte is claiming that this dude fired on him first, but yeah. Kevin Teague is saying they cannot find this guy's gun. Yes, so it's a classic case of like you overreacted. There was no gun. Yeah, I'm gonna bring you down. Because we we, we as the audience know that he did fire, and like that there's probably a police conspiracy that's probably more alluded to mm-hmm. in the actual 159 minute cut of this movie. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Dark Side makes a lot more sense in that cut as well. <laughs> uh, God damn it! Um, dark what you, side. Oh man, Nick Nolte is Dark Side. Oh. Sign me up, yeah. oh, Superman. <laughs> Roar! <laughs> Like how parrot demons, goddammit! <laughs> Would you read a fucking comic book? The anti-life equation. Now, what Nick Nolte says here, which is amazing, uh huh, because I'd never seen this movie before, because I don't like the first one either. <laughs> but so, what he says to Kevin Teague is, in this instance is. I was getting really close to the ice man. <laughs> I was like, the what now? <laughs> and then like Kevin Teague is like, now we, everybody knows Nick Nolte. The ice man probably doesn't exist. And I was like, is this movie about Nick Nolte chasing a ghost or an X-man? <laughs> it's like, he might as well have said he was chasing fucking slender man. He's like, Ooh. I'm this close to fucking slender man. Those two girls stabbed each other. <laughs> Question is Why? <laughs> I just can't. And he's saying Iceman throughout this entire... Everyone's yeah, saying Iceman. Everybody Ice is saying Iceman. It's Ice a Man. known thing. 
And what does he find in the, the ruins of this man's death? The picture of Eddie Murphy. Oh, oh right. right. So yeah. that's what's like, I know this guy. Oh, he looks familiar. Well, I, I thought this movie was initially going to be like a Smoke and Aces type movie because they go to the, he goes to the, bu- what, is, what does that mean? <laughs> a bunch of assassins after the same guy. Oh, oh, I see. You're yeah. going to need 12 guys. No, it's basically, you know. Dude, if Elliot Gould was in this movie, a <laughs> 1990 Elliot Gould. Better movie. Absolutely. Totally. No, but it, it's yeah. basically the, those bikers have a picture of Eddie Murphy, then the same guy Burroughs goes to this guy who gets promptly murdered, <laughs> giving them a picture, a picture of Eddie Murphy because, I guess, Eddie Murphy's that difficult to kill. He's in prison. It's really easy to kill people in prison. Just yeah. send word. Yeah. send. Uh, I doubt Eddie Murphy's I character gotta, is protected in prison. Another, well, another job for your Uncle Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is he protected in prison? By that guy. By uh, uh, Yes, he is. Oh, the older gentleman? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that was going on mm-hmm. protection-wise. I just thought they were friends. No, it was big time protection racket. Yeah. No, I'm pretty naive about prison, huh? Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> You'll learn. Uh, so he, Mer, uh, Nick Nolte's like, oh, I gotta go and find, I gotta go ask my good friend Eddie Murphy, who's in jail for the last six years because of a payroll steal. That Question is, mark. This now, this is the hallmark of a really lazy sequel. Is just like. Yeah, no, he's just been in jail forever because even though at the end of the first movie, it's like he's getting out of jail real soon. Right. But apparently they picked him up for something else and it was, he's he's actually innocent for real. Yeah. And he's just been in prison for ever. He's been in prison for like an additional six years because they claim that he stole money from the prison payroll or something. And like, I feel this is, this is a bunch of stuff that, in that cut, it's oh. just cut out of this movie. But like, because all these cops in the in the jail like supposedly set him up, and he's like yelling at all these Do people. Think, like, this uh, movie doesn't make sense. Like, no. very obviously, doesn't make sense. Maybe the uh, Walsh brothers play uh, the warden. Or oh something. yeah, you never get not alive, big boy. <laughs> Oh, you're like not a... going to get to FYE this time. <laughs> They're like the, the creature with two heads. <laughs> oh, now that would be a movie. If that monstrosity was a prison warden. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, and they and they're both uh, J.T. Walsh. And <laughs> so he goes to visit him in jail, and he's like, ah, I need your help, god damn it. Well, he, uh, anywhere he's playing basketball, and... Uh, 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 Nick Nolte inbounds the ball to him, and I was, I was like, "Oh man, I kind of wish I was just watching Blue Chips right now." <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anytime Nick Nolte gets that near a basketball, <laughs> I'm like, "Blue Chips, Blue Chips, <laughs> where's the Blue Chips?" Oh man, that movie is just a Sunday and a half, isn't it? Well, because it's like four hours long. <laughs> that Blue Chips is. Uh, so basically, he's like, you know, you got to help me. I, you know, uh, I need to know what's going on. I'm chasing the Ice Man. And Eddie Murphy's like, oh, I know who the Iceman is, but I'm not going to tell you because you're a piece of shit. Where's my money? Like, apparently, like, on the first movie, like, there's $500,000 of whatever that Eddie Murphy's supposed to get. And Nick Nolte's, like, holding it for him. He's like, yeah, I'll give it to you after you help me. And it's like, eh. Which is so stupid. Like, that's what's so stupid. They're friends at the end of the first movie or I something. Know. Yes. And, and, and Eddie Murphy's just like, uh, why haven't I seen you since the last movie? Like, I thought you were my friend. And he's just like... <laughs> yeah, I've been busy. It's like, you know, if you were just that much nicer to him and It'd also just were, like, just say, yeah, your money's out in the car. Like, yeah. you know, 
Uh, just yeah. also just give him the money it's and maybe money. visit him once around Christmas every year. Sure, he's, he's got no one. You know what? I'm, I'm writing this movie. I'm writing a movie wherein Nick Nolte got kicked off the force, and Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy run a detective agency. Oh. And now we've got 48 hours to solve yeah. course, thing, whatever. Here, here's the thing: he doesn't need to start back in jail. It's one of those. It's your classic movie where nobody wants the movie to happen. Like you know what I mean. Everyone. Yeah. Like, it's also like, like we're just we're gonna do everything in our power just to do the first movie again, but worse. Yes. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> grow as a movie. Because Eddie Murphy's like, I don't want to be in this movie, and Nick Nolte's like, Ah, oh, you better be in this fucking movie. And it's like, Well, all right, then let's just. We're stuck at nowhere. Here. That's like half the movie. Yes, is that exactly. struggle. Yeah, it's like Eddie Murphy is constantly God being God like, damn it, "We're making a movie." <laughs> he's like, "I don't want to have anything to do with you. I'm just gonna go. Just give me this money." He like, here's the movie I want to see, which is this character that Eddie Murphy is playing has this whole deal set up where he's gonna go to Florida and he's gonna put money and invest in like this car wash chain. Sure. I'll watch a fucking Eddie Murphy car wash comedy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll watch. Yeah, and Nick Nolte comes up with his Cadillac. No, get to wash my fucking car. Extra wax. <laughs> got fucking mud all over it. <laughs> fucking gator guts. I drive it to Florida. I just <laughs> farted in my car, Eddie Murphy. You better get that stink out. <laughs> I, want, I got Taco Bell. <laughs> I got a double decker Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fart. Oh. <laughs> it's just happening again. Yeah, you better fucking get in here and detail this shit. Good luck. <laughs> That's the key. And he's got fucking 48 hours to clean that car. <laughs> there you go. That's better than this, which is just chasing a fucking possibly fake crime lord. Good gravy, the Iceman. And who... <laughs> This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. 
I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time. And the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash W-H-M. So uh, Eddie Murphy says no, uh, and then he beats up Nick Nolte or something. He throws the basketball right in his fucking face. Yeah, that's (laughs) kind of awesome. And then he just jumps on him and starts beating the shit out of him. Which I love. But then, and then it's like... It cut to classic gags nobody's like crossing their fingers for from the first movie is Eddie Murphy then is like oh you know he's sentenced to spend like he's gonna get out the next day or whatever anyway so he's sentenced to like finish the remainder of his time in solitary and he puts the fucking headphones on and he starts singing Roxanne again It's but it's also like the problem with Eddie Murphy in this movie and this is like in the middle of his like totally bankable leading man phase and he has to like kind of go back to high school and like kind of do the old gags. Like yeah. he had grown out of this character a lot by this point. Yeah, yeah. totally. Well, I mean, this is all just the money on, on apparently on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know how the how Wikipedia Gazette. Yeah, the, I, I picked. I got it right right here, mother. <laughs> um, apparently, it was like he got like four hundred over like like around four hundred thousand dollars for the first movie. Yeah, and. Nick Nolte got like a million. Yeah. And in this movie, Eddie Murphy got $9 million I mean, to listen, be in this thing. And you Nick give Nolte- me $9 million, I'm going to do fucking another 48 hours. <laughs> I'll, I'll hunt for the Iceman for $9 million. Dude, come on. <laughs> and I think Nick Nolte got like $9 three. million. I'm going to fucking scrubbing my fucking fight. <laughs> yeah, it's Mer- again. But <laughs> it- <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I got of wet. Take it for another spin. <laughs> it's amazing though, because this movie is them kind of their career is oh, at yeah. a crossing point. Yeah, that's like, true. By ninety, I think like wasn't it like ninety two though that Nick Nolte was voted sexiest man alive <laughs> by People Magazine? I, I always find really? that hilarious. I think that was like ninety two, but like you know, I guess like. I mean, Murphy was way yeah. you know, higher at that point, like especially like the early '90s. I mean, I don't actually, I don't know though. Nick because Nolte's like gym teacher sexy. You know what I mean? Like he's not <laughs> like a sexy dude. Like it's you're like, oh, that gym teacher's in pretty good shape. I, I got to tell you something. Very important thing from my real life. Uh-huh. They just reminded oh, me no. of this talking about like gym teachers made me think of coach, which made me think last night. Me and the missus were at a show. We were sitting next to this dude that looked exactly like Dauber. Oh, I thought you were going to say Craig T. Nelson. No, I wish. (laughs) I wish I sat next to a guy that looked like (laughs) Craig T. Nelson. Unfortunately, we just sat next to a guy who looked like Dauber, but it was still pretty cool. (laughs) You know, at a Broadway show, I once saw Rain Wilson in the bathroom. Oh, wow. (laughs) Was he passing out mints? 
No. Oh, he was right. he was actually walking out when I was walking in. Oh, I see. Yeah, ships dicks that pass in the night. <laughs> <laughs> I saw an old guy jerking off on the train that looked like Jerry Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> Did That's really? almost as no. good as seeing a dude who kind of looks like Dauber. <laughs> no, I made that up. Oh. <laughs> so whatever. Uh, so the next morning, like uh, Eddie Murphy gets out of jail and he's on the like the prison bus back to society or whatever. And then Nick Nolte at the same time is like getting breakfast at a diner. It's kind of a roadhouse it's a diner. Bit, it's a uh, definitely a roadhouse yeah. diner. It's dusty. <laughs> it's on the side of a highway. You're getting one of two things: a cheese omelet or scrambled eggs. And you could you'd buy a beer all day. And you don't you're not allowed to say what kind of beer. Here's a question I had because they do uh-huh. do this a couple times in this movie. Where like, get me a. They go to a bar and say, "Give me a brewski, give me a beer." Yeah. At what point in America do you, would would that not work? Where the guys going to be like, "Um, you have see, to tell me what you want." I kind of feel like never. It, yeah, this and is it, just fiction. This is just let's not say a brand name. Although, listen, I know options were limited, and maybe this bar only serves Budweiser. But there was also Coors Banquet beer. Exactly. And Miller was around. Yeah. You you tell me if you want a Coors Banquet beer, or you tell me you want a Budweiser, or you fucking hit the bricks. Well, there's places, I mean, even now, like if you, it's it's a terrible tourist trap, so you should never do it in this town. Ooh. But if you go down to McSorley's Alehouse in the village. Well, it's cheap at least. Well, it's cheap, yeah. But like they just serve predominantly their own brew. Yeah. And it's either the light or the dark. So that's all you You can't order. You could say, give me a beer. Even you you can't even say, you could never say, give me a beer. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. I wish it could. What? Wouldn't it just be better if that no. was a thing? As I'm sitting here drinking delicious think... Two Roads craft beer. Yeah, but come like, on. Yeah, that would never exist. Well, but that, but if we never knew that to be a thing, uh-huh. if I'm just saying, like, humanity as a whole, if we just knew beer to be beer, like water, like, give me sure. a glass give of water. Give me another ale. I'm Thor. <laughs> Thor, you need more ale before we eat this hog beast. <laughs> So Nick Nolte is eating a cheese omelet and yes. drinking whatever the fuck. He's black drinking co- a beer. And you know what he's definitely doing because he's this kind of guy to like tone down the acidity of the beer? He's putting salt in it. Oh, that's a no. Real, dude, what? that's a that, real. Did, I, that's a blink and you miss it. No, I'm just. You don't see it in the movie. I'm oh, just saying God. he's the kind of guy that would do that. If yeah. I saw One that, of these old bastards that just put some. So- <laughs> no. I've seen this happen in real life. An no. old man. No. Were you at a BFW? An old Navy veteran <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, made me do this at a bar what? one time. It was I was in a friend's wedding, uh-huh. uh huh, just outside of the great city of Seattle, and this like no. 80 year old Navy veteran took us to a no. bar at like 10:30 in the morning before the wedding. Had a beer, and he said uh, to the bartender, "Like you got a thing of uh, you got a salt shaker back there." And I was like, "What's going on here?" And this old bastard just put some salt in. What 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 war? What war was this guy in? Probably oh, it was uh, it, it was man. Korea. Okay. So anyway, he's at this diner. He's about to get his burnt white toast when all of a sudden this uh, the gin comes up and tries to assassinate. I think him. he knocks on the window he and totally then like, does. No, he's like what the. Fuck? And he gets like shot like six times. 
It's awesome, but it's like it's so stupid because it's like, all right, well, he's got a vest on because we're twenty minutes into this. Yeah, movie. he goes flying, and this is just you know, it's Walter, Walter Hill, Hill action theatrics. Speaking of which, do we like the the bus gets hit as well? This with is like Eddie the Murphy. same time this right. happens. Yeah, it's a he, perfect storm. They do this, and then Eddie Murphy's on the bus listening to James Brown doing more some fun singing stuff. <laughs> and that bus driver gets shot right in the fucking head. Oh, so yeah. Right and that's forehead. what I'm talking about. We have one second. Eddie Murphy's pulling out all the old gags that he hasn't had to do in eight years. <laughs> yes. You know, and he's singing James Brown obnoxiously loud, and that's the joke. And then all of a sudden, this dude's brains are all over the bus, and you're seeing it. And yeah. then the bus, like, does, like, six barrel rolls, and Eddie Murphy's like, man, that was crazy. I'm like, man, your head is somewhere else. Yeah. You're, you're you decapitated. You know what's awesome? There's two additional prisoners on this bus. We don't really know what came of them oh, after the soup. accident. Yeah. They have to be chum. <laughs> they're oh, chum trails. And speaking of which, yes. <laughs> um, uh, Eddie Murphy throughout this whole movie is wearing what's supposed to be his old suit from the first movie, but it's not at all. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's, it's like gray, gray, so they're it's like, yeah, it's close enough. With, uh, with like these white uh, slippers. And I'm thinking this guy's looking a lot like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> With all these roadhouses and bikers, I thought he was going to be dancing on a bar. Dude, it would be great if Eddie Murphy's standing on the side of the road and he's got a huge thumb at one point. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of Eddie Murphy being like the enemy, the villain in the next Pee Wee Herman movie. He's like Ooh. an anti-Pee Wee. Oh, right. oh, like a bizarro Pee Wee. Yeah. yeah, I like this idea. This is, a, this is something I could sell. Are you going to sell this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know in any of the characters or know Eddie Murphy. <laughs> well, you got Paul Rubens on speed dial from back when you were jerking in theaters with him. <laughs> Allegedly. Those were the days. <laughs> well, that's where you were born, right? Are you the son of Paul Rubens? <laughs> I, I mean, if anyone was jerking off during City Under Siege, that's when you get arrested. <laughs> that was Gutenberg, by the way. <laughs> That guy jerked off everywhere. <laughs> so um, uh, Eddie Murphy goes. There's a shootout. The the bikers get away, which happens many times. Because that's all this movie is: is like attacked by the bikers, mildly interesting shootout, and then they just scamper away until the next attack. Which you need again. You need henchmen. You need a bigger gang. I don't need these two dudes. Why is even the one's the, the gin who's great? Biker gang, not biker outlaws. Like, don't yeah. just give me renegade. <laughs> Give me Renegade and all of Renegade's friends. Exactly. You know, that's the thing. It's like, this. it's weird to say that this needs a body count. It doesn't because they kill so many <laughs> bystanders. But Twelve people die in this movie. If they will, had like, uh, like a real biker gang. And Just like could, faceless assassins. And sure. you'd like shoot a couple of these guys. Then it's a little more energetic. Well, that's it's what I thought fun. the finale was going to be. It was like, I'm going to get the whole gang. And then we've got like 40 people. And then Nolte's got two shotguns. That's the end of this right. movie, right? Sure. I got two shotguns. You guys walk into that barn and I'm going to burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to a hospital because Eddie Murphy doesn't have a scratch on him. But he's got to get like a cat scan anyway. You no, know, this is when they realize he's he's never been hurt at all. And he's been unbreakable this whole time. Time. Oh, right. man. Yeah, and then he can, like, touch people and, like, see how they're going to like, die or something. something what was call that? me Mr. Glass! <laughs> <laughs> I would love Nolte in a Shyamalan movie. Oh, oh man. That would be great. It uh, turned out it's present day. <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> Why am I dressed like this? 
Gotta clean this pool. <laughs> hey, hey, get out of the pool. I gotta clean it. Oh, no, the fucking trees are making me want to kill myself. <laughs> it's not a fucking alien. It's not a fucking alien. Wish I was fucking dead the whole time. <laughs> you will be. <laughs> but yeah, so he's at this hospital, and this is where it's kind of revealed that, like, I, I don't know. Is it, like, did I already say this, that the Iceman is, has a hit out on Eddie Murphy? Yeah, we know that. Okay. Yeah, that's sort that's, of, yeah. That's what's going on. But here. it's also weird because, like, what you don't know until, unless I'm mistaken, like, three quarters of the way through the movie is that mm. Eddie Murphy knows who the Iceman is. That is three quarters of the movie. And yeah, it's, it's, very, it's a very last minute thing. He's like, oh, I know who the ice, what the Iceman looks like. And then everyone's like, oh, well, wh- why don't you go look at the Iceman? Because then, this- then, then, then there's this whole thing of this, like, I got to take him around to see if we can see the Iceman. <laughs> take him to the police sketch artist. Do yes. something. Exactly. This is so, like, why are you trying to confront? Why? Why? <laughs> why? Just going to hamburger did- it up a little bit. Why did Eddie Murphy <laughs> not finger the Iceman? <laughs> That's a perfect Neil Hamburger I joke. Lo- I love. He wasn't <laughs> wearing gloves. <laughs> ah, thank you very much. Uh, but here's something because I don't want to lose this part because it's really important to me. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's a drop joke wherein, like, oh, I'm, I hope you're going where I think you're going. Eddie Murphy is like. Nick Nolte's like, come on, you gotta go, gotta go hunt the Iceman with me. He's like, I'm not gonna go with you, blah blah blah. And Eddie Mur- uh, Nick Nolte goes to the cops who are yeah, holding you, Nick, uh, Eddie Murphy. He's like, he's a, oh that guy in there, yeah, he's a he's a child molester, yeah, big time <laughs> child molester. And he's a he's got he's got the whole ring on. The, there's a big kingpin that he's got a finger, which like he basically says what he needs Eddie Murphy to do. But he just replaces he's a criminal with he's a child molester. Like, just say, I need this guy because he knows what the Iceman looks like. Or murder or something. Why are you touching it? cocked this story about pedophiles? Because I guess maybe the idea is like, oh, this maybe this guy works for the Iceman. You know, you, you... I don't know who to trust. I better just start saying child molester. <laughs> oh, like he doesn't want. Well, that's another thing, though, that I. Steve, you said that you got this straight from the, the the motorbike scene, but I didn't get this. The idea that there is a corrupt cop in this movie. No, you you, you realize that after the fact. Basically. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No. because that's that's probably right. what... See, again, this movie is so poorly constructed. I don't know who to trust. He's probably thinking that, but we don't know that because we don't know that there's a possibility of a corrupt cop in this story. Nope, right. The the longer cut is basically um, the Brian James cut. <laughs> yes. Well, that's rest in peace, Brian James. But you you had some quotes from him about this movie. He was unhappy with it because he's basically cut at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert! Like Nick Nolte has four. Count them four white guy cops that he trusts, and oh, like all with a, a bigger mustache than the last. <laughs> exactly, and, and Brian James is one of them, who was also in the first movie, and I think as a good guy. So yeah. it's weird. It, it's weird <laughs> that it would be Brian know, James is the Iceman, yeah. But yeah. in that first movie, there's no indication at all that he's a crooked cop. He's oh, no, just, I don't remember, but I don't. I don't think, think so. so. When Walter Hill wrote the character bible on Brian James, he knew <laughs> he had it all in his head. He wrote the you can't write a character without knowing who his father is, right? So you know, and and write the story oh, of that, and then oh, ultimately, 
Yeah. There's going to be a prequel. Deep motivations. <laughs> yeah. Hayden Christensen's going to play him in a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. What would that be called? This is a four, it's 48 hours, another 48 hours, 24 what? minutes. <laughs> Let's go the into the past. Yeah. That's before it gets fucking cut. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. Is this in the 88 minutes verse? As well? Oh, wow. Right? Nice. Isn't that that's... a Pacino? No, that's Robert De Niro, is it not? No, minutes? that's got it. That's Pacino. No, 88 minutes is Pacino. I think Robert De Niro is in 15 minutes, which is him and Edward Burns. That's the movie I'm thinking of where Robert De Niro gets like stabbed in the stomach a million oh, times yes. on like a camera or so something. So who's in 16 blocks? <laughs> that that's Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis and uh, Robert, Mo- Robert Morris. David Morris. David Morris. But oh, the 88 minutes is Pacino uh-huh. and someone's going to like assassinate him or something? something. It's almost, to be quite honest, not to bring another obscure movie, it's kind of the same plot to Nick of Time. Oh, oh yeah, you're totally right. With Christopher Walken, which is an okay movie. Yeah, okay. And Jonathan Depp's in that. Jonathan did you Depp? Not, did is you Sam Jackson it? in that movie? I've never seen Nick no, of Time. I don't think so. What the hell am I thinking? Nick of Time, I think, is pretty low budget and uh, early nineties, mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, early nine. I think early, and it was. Uh, it's it's like a decent low budget uh, thriller. I'll do you another number one better. There's a new uh, Polish film that came out this year. IFC put it out called Eleven Minutes. Uh-huh. Awesome Ooh, movie. I saw really? it in Toronto last All year. All the minutes are happening. Now, yeah, I know. It's how does cool. that rank against Thirteen Hours? <laughs> oh, is that a movie or is that? I'm thinking of Thirteen Ghosts. Is that? Thir- <laughs> There did go, or you could be thinking of six days, seven nights. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 40 days, 40 nights with Josh Hartnett. I saw that in theaters. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yeah that yeah, sucked yeah, a yeah. dog's ass, too. That's the jerk off movie. Yeah, yeah where, where he's, he's, he's I'm going to stop having sex. <laughs> um, so, it's whatever. My Josh Hartnett impression. So, basically, he's like, oh, he's a child molester. Isn't this a fun joke? And then, uh, <laughs> are we all laughing? So, they go to another roadhouse because apparently the, bar, the bikers. Am I, am I just... They, no, no, there's no, roadhouses. You're, you're missing one thing, though. That's oh, am I missing of, another roadhouse? Wow. <laughs> Did I skip two roadhouses ahead? No, well, you're, you're at the right roadhouse, but there's a couple of things that happen in between that we just... We should get out of the way. One is that... Uh, Nick Nolte goes, takes Eddie Murphy back to his house, and Eddie Murphy's got to get his precious car, and the car blows up. Oh, right. So that happens. Also, well, in this scene. The, the guy, um, Burroughs, is like, you know what to do to kill Eddie Murphy, and he gives this guy a bag of dynamite. Yep. Like, are you going to ice Bugs Bunny? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I think about? also in that bag was a black circle that you could throw on a rock <laughs> and make a tunnel to drive well, through. This does take place out west near all these roadhouses. It's uh, San Francisco, is it not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's, you know, they're they're partial desert in this movie. At yeah, least. yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that was the bag Burroughs was given to Wild E. Coyote. Oh, who was also oh. on the Iceman payroll? Fuck, dude. You think Burroughs mixed up the bags? He bungled the bags. <laughs> I think he did. Yeah, oh, Burroughs. Yeah, that's why an anvil <laughs> falls on him later on. <laughs> The other thing is, this is the scene where they very quickly and swiftly explain away a Neto tool not being in this oh, movie. Oh, right. Because he's like, we tried to work things out. She tried to make me live a clean life. Fucking ditched her. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, whatever it is. And I'm like, I think she's a cat person now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Similar times. Yeah. I ditched her. Now I'm driving to all these diners, roadhouses, and dives, <laughs> trying to find. America's Eats. I, I 
dumped the gorgeous Annetto tool so I could comb America's shithole restaurants. <laughs> it's a living. Ah, this is a sloppy burger. <laughs> also somewhere in here, uh, and then we'll get to that, my favorite roadhouse of the movie, uh, Nick Nolte calls Kevin Teague a chicken shit pussy in the police precinct. <laughs> Primo insult. Yeah, well, especially from Nick Nolte. If, if Nick Nolte compliments you, you feel like shit. So, like, he calls you a chicken shit pussy, you're really like, oh, yikes. Really proud of your graduation, Sally! <laughs> <laughs> so they go to my favorite roadhouse. You know why this is my favorite roadhouse? There is a band playing that is led by a saxophone. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's there's quite a bit of sax on this soundtrack in general. The Even, score to this movie. Oh, the score. It's like the bikers are running away, and it's just like... <sighs> but here's what sucks about it. I'll tell you right now. It does not mix, in my opinion saxophones and steel drums and that's what oh, this is yeah. and i think the first movie has this too where it's like a saxophone blares and then it's like doo, 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 steel drums come in and you're like well this doesn't fit in the slightest <laughs> well, especially when what you're watching is nick nolte huffing across the street do you know what the uh, name of this roadhouse is no barnstormers <laughs> oh fuck yeah it is <laughs> is that that's on triple d right <laughs> oh yeah, they got a great burger at Barnstormers. <laughs> Come on in, spicy chicken wings. Go rock and roll. <laughs> ah, that's terrific, brother. Fish pound. Ooh, chili cauliflower with mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm farting now. <laughs> oh, look out below it. Barnstormer specializes in burritos stuffed with horse shit. <laughs> oh, right, spicy. That show should be called Look Out Below. (laughs) (laughs) The Toilet Tales of Guy E. Ferrari. (laughs) So we're at Barnstormers. The shitty band's playing. Uh, There's some guy who gets his pocket picked by a sexy lady. Yeah, I believe this is the character actor who's, uh, if I remember right, um, kind of like Mark McKinney, but just you know, his just... penis or testicles exploded on an episode of House some years later. <laughs> oh, that's good, good for him. <laughs> I think it, it turned out to be a dream sequence. But uh, okay. Yeah, I think this is that same guy. So he gets he's like get hit on by a lady who Eddie Murphy also hits on first. Yeah. And she goes and like picks this dude's wallet and well, whatnot. Well, he hits on her and he's like, hey, buy me a drink. And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, he does the, the classic pickup line that'll get oh. you any lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember this one, folks, which is, uh, hey, I just got out of jail, <laughs> which he keeps telling everyone. Everybody in sure. this movie. Well, you know, so, some ladies like a bad boy. Oh, like he's, a, he's like a real bad egg. Yeah, like, ooh, what's this troublemaker on about? <laughs> That's a thing. He's dressed like Pee Wee Herman and he just got out of jail. <laughs> and there's a rumor that he's a child molester. <laughs> there's a rumor going around out of the hospital that he's a child molester. <laughs> but... Uh, the, the reason they're at Barnstormers is because the bikers went to the Barnstormers the night before. Can I just pause you real quick? No one needs a reason to be at Barnstormers. <laughs> just FYI. You uh, can just they pulled, be. They pulled a gun on a waitress because they weren't, she wasn't giving them action or something. Oh, uh, right. They thought, they thought she was a prostitute, and she was like, well, either way, you know, no. even if I was a <laughs> prostitute, this is not acceptable. But that old man cuts his arm off with a lightsaber? People are like, I thought the Jedi were dead. (laughs) Right? Panda Baba was his name? (laughs) Possibly, but I think you're getting movies mixed up. 
There's okay. approximately zero lightsabers in this movie. <laughs> My mistake. <laughs> I told you, dude, you gotta stop watching two TVs at the same time. It's double the movie. <laughs> oh man, you know what? If this if Supreme Leader Snoke turns oh. out to be Nick Nolte in that second movie, <laughs> I would love it. The, I would the sign projection me up. goes down and he's like, Yeah, it was me the whole fucking time. <laughs> but he's just Detective Jack whatever. <laughs> Jack Cates. <laughs> Jack Cates. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm fucking smoking in here. Yeah, so what I was force sensitive. <laughs> I turned your side of the dark side. What's it to you? Do I uh, tell you everything on 48 hours? <laughs> God, whatever. It'd be great. It would, I'd be, I would be fine with it. Yeah, 48 be... hours? Fucking snuff out the Starkiller base. <laughs> <laughs> Get 48 hours to turn Kylo Ren into, into a Sith Lord. <laughs> Not an easy feat. So, whatever. Nick Nolte runs across this dude who he put away at one point for one reason or another. They start beating the shit out of Nick Nolte, man. It is like... It's a real hog beast fight. <laughs> There's like is, four dudes is this, punching is this, him in the stomach. Is this where he, like, before this bar brawl starts, he's like, I'm not going to get into a uh, bar fight with you gentlemen. It's a cliche. It's a movie cliche. Yeah, And I'm going to talk about how this is a movie cliche for a few <laughs> minutes until we actually start fighting and the cliche, the, ooh, cliche I mean, the cliche <laughs> ensues. Well, and he starts it too, right? It's like he's going to talk shit for a few oh, seconds God. and then he, Nolte throws the first punch. Right. The best part about this scene, and it is, I think, kind of funny, is Eddie Murphy's like back by the bar watching it just doing like a great Eddie Murphy laugh. Yeah. Like Nick Nolte's being beaten senseless and he's like, <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, that's entertaining, actually. Well, the, fu- the thing is, I feel like in the 90s, think about the principal and the fucking beatdown Jim Belushi gets in that movie. Love it. You don't mm-hmm. get as many good beatdowns these days. You're like, right. It's the fast cutting, it's all that. No, but people just got mm-hmm. punched in the stomach repeatedly in right. film. Yeah. In this fight. I blame PC culture. I do too. <laughs> In this fight, Nick Nolte kicks this dude square in the balls. Oh my god! And it's it's such a like you want to talk about Star Killer Bane? Yeah, they come out his mouth. Walter Hill has this camera backed far away, so you get the whole thing. Nick Nolte winds up this foot backwards <laughs> and spinning around like a cartoon. Dude, it's like a baseball pitcher, and how when you like you pitch a baseball and your body right. moves all unnaturally, that's what Nick Nolte's leg is doing kicking this dude in the dick and when it makes contact you get that cash register noise <laughs> it might as well and then that's noob because it goes toasty <laughs> flawless victory because but i mean the fucking beat down everybody gets and, and it's, like, it's yeah. not just nick because nick nolte is holding his own through sure. part of this fight they eventually gang up on him but let the ball kick there's like some head butts i think like Eddie Murphy rips the bar down on that one dude. That looks like it hurts. Just brutality, mm-hmm. and it's and this is the kind of playful stuff you can have in like a buddy cop action comedy. In a sequel, sure, because no one's this. getting their fucking teeth shot out the back of their yeah. head. You know, it's just like a good old fashioned fight. Mm-hmm. And then Eddie Murphy breaks it up by firing a gun in this bar. Well, he shoots this guy in the leg or something like that. Well, he eventually does because the guy, like, he fires it and he's like, all right, if you guys don't stop, you know, beating up my friend, like, I'm going to shoot one of you. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, I dare you to. And he shoots him right in the leg. 
And it's then, like, well, let's just casually get out of here. And the funny thing is, like, at every turn, because this happens a couple times in the movie, Nick Nolte goes into a place, destroys it, and then, like, <laughs> the police have to clean up his mess, and this IAB guy is like, didn't I fire that guy two years ago? He's like, just like, you know what, Nick Nolte? I'm eventually going to get you for something. And he always leaves before they do any questioning or paperwork. He's like, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah, the cleanup crew's here. Let's go. The, so, du- the dumbest scene in this yes, movie please. is when, because uh, it's Walter Hill and he wants to make it exciting. It's like, oh, I need some files on the Iceman or something. Not the Iceman, on, uh, maybe one of the, on the bikers. And he's like, hey, Brian, James, get my car. I'm going to read this this paper while you drive my oh, what, car right. or whatever. It's, it's like Win, Wendell Pierce or something. Like one of the bi- like more, like the, the contact man for Burroughs and the bikers yeah. is sort of another biker. And apparently it's like this group called like the Western Brotherhood, which is just yes. we couldn't get the rights to the Aryan Brotherhood. <laughs> Do they? Charles does Manson that, was holding on to those rights for a while. Does that licensing not come cheap? The Aryan Brotherhood is that right? It's a pretty penny. Well, maybe they were just like you know we don't want to make them overt racists. Yeah, me. You know yeah, we just want to have like a. a I'm gang. sorry, but if you're if you have brotherhood in your name, then I don't know. Yeah, yeah you're it's all white touchy. Guys. Well, that's what well. I always think about with the mutant brotherhood. Not for yeah. nothing. That's an unfortunate name. You know what probably costs money? Hell's Angels. Oh yeah, oh, you're, you're gonna can't say that. Yeah, you pay out the ass to make them the Hell's Angels. <laughs> <laughs> and around here, they go back to prison because, yeah. like, um, like there's no lead on this Burroughs guy. They ha- oh, they have a s- police sketch of this guy. Yeah, they can't do one of the Iceman. No, 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 that's no. impossible. We're not going to ask Eddie Murphy to just sketch that down because the movie hasn't told us that Eddie Murphy knows exactly what he looks like. And he- what's ridiculous about this is like, okay, so the the sketch of Burroughs goes nowhere. They go to prison to, to meet the guy who was giving Eddie Murphy protection. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, yeah, that's Burroughs, this, that, that. And then later on, like, Nick Nolte's like, yeah, yeah, his, his rap sheet's a mile long. It's So he was in the database, but no one could put the, the pictures th- together? The, w- the way they explain this in this poorly cut movie is that Nick Nolte asked Brian James oh. to run the thing. And because yeah. Brian oh, James right. is the Iceman, he's like, oh, nothing came back. And then later in the movie, Nick Nolte has another cop say, oh, Brian James should definitely know who this guy is because he put him away last year. Uh, That's how Nick Nolte knows that he's the Iceman. Here's something. In that scene where they go to this guy who looks a lot like Bill Russell for some reason, uh, <laughs> like modern-day Bill Russell, but uh, they're going, they're talking to him, and like you know, he gives Nick Nolte the information he needs. He's like, hey, Eddie Murphy, now you be on the phone. You know, they're doing the two-way glass convict thing with the phones. Yes. And, uh, you know, he's, he's like, you know, you owe me a favor, blah, blah, blah. And they, they keep alluding to this. And then he punches through the, <laughs> the, he punches through the, yes. the glass and it cuts to black like somebody had a nightmare. Like it's like a, fr- it's like a <laughs> oh, Freddy Krueger cut. That yeah. was close. I was waiting for Heather Langenkamp to sit up in bed, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. It's Heather Langenkamp and Eddie Murphy in bed. She's like, holy shit, mom, I just dreamt they made a second 48 hours. <laughs> Financed by me, Freddy Krueger. You better cut that runtime down. <laughs> It's me at the editing bay with my fingers. <laughs> I'm Hollywood's worst nightmare. <laughs> the reckless producer slash editor. Oh, you know, there's been nightmares in Hollywood before. I think this is more of a new nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting meta. <laughs> so- Toilet flush. <laughs> 
Is this around the time where they go to this Chinese bordello, by the way? Whatever in this scene, yes. And it's and and this is we're mimicking or ripping off, mirroring, whatever, the the scene from the first movie where they it's another hotel shootout. It's less gruesome in this movie. That fucking first movie, the heads are getting blown off. There's buckets of blood on the wall in that hotel scene. This movie, it's the same thing, but less people are getting but murdered. Less just, innocent people are getting murdered. It's boring by this point. I've it is, already it's boring seen like sin. seven shootouts at seven Western Roadhouses. <laughs> okay, so this is an Eastern Roadhouse. Great. <laughs> because they're finding one of the biker's girlfriends and one of the biker's there. And then like the other one's going to go because they're both like sharing this girl, which is kind of like alluded to. The gin is there. He's firing wildly into um, the night. There's your classic, um, the guy opens the door from the other room, says something in Chinese, which is hilarious, and they blow him away. Yeah. <laughs> For no reason at all. Mm-hmm. And then, what, they just get away? Is yeah, they just and then, kind of, Oh, they, they, they drive, the, the bikers drive their motorcycles through a porno theater? Yes, oh, they drive to Paul Rubens. yes. <laughs> Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> ah, he's ruining up the movie! I'm not done yet! <laughs> That's not really a so there are uh, uh, a woman's breasts are being uh, shoved this way and that <laughs> center yep. screen, and there's a tear through her chest. Yes, and two motorcycles fly out between her breasts as she's ramming them together. So that's an imagery I'll never escape. Well, do you I, think it was a chest burst because we're referencing Alien no. with Walter no. Hill and all? No, no, all right. I think Why this Walter is. Hill? Uh, Oh, he was a producer on. Oh, that's right. Like, he did all do these it. goddamn all yeah. the aliens. Oh man, that's how and, he's fucking. Yeah, he's going to be entombed somewhere in gold. Oh yeah, dude. Walter exactly. Hill has had fingers in all sorts of movie pies. I forgot that he produced Alien. Um, yeah. So we, yeah, we burst through that porno theater. That's just a weird thing because it's like, you know, how the hell is this movie theater structured in where they're <laughs> getting the velocity to do that? And yeah. I guess the 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 the. The cat house, excuse me. Sure. Is uh, right on the other side of the screen. There's no, like, wall. I'll tell you what. That's a pretty smart operation. Movie theater slash bordello. You get all revved up, and there you go. You got a couple extra bucks in your pocket. Oh, shit. Mm, Guys, this is our retirement. Speaking Speaking of action movie cliches. That was a motorcycle, not a cat. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Speaking of action movie cliches, the bikers jump off the... Jump out of the bordello and land in a big dumpster, which is you have to have oh, that. You have to have that in, right. in any action movie between 1981 and 1996. I feel mm-hmm. like I feel yeah. like whatever year Fled came out, that was it. <laughs> that was the last time you were able to do that. Is Fled an episode? Probably. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of around the time because you know this is a short movie. That Eddie Murphy's like, oh, by the way, Nick Nolte, did I mention this to you? But I know exactly what the Iceman looks like. <laughs> <sighs> oh, God damn it. You could have told me that at minute 25. <laughs> so, so he's like, oh, you know what? Uh, and it, like, they're, they're, they've, they've figured out that the Iceman's probably a cop because uh, the other guy got killed. And like, oh, he killed oh the other know. guy, by the way, whose name is Malcolm Price. Malcolm this, like, Price. The in-between okay, yeah. guy who's like a biker but also in with the cops. You know what's the saddest thing in the world is I was watching this movie and I was convinced he'd played a Klingon in Deep Space <laughs> Nine. I was convinced he played a Klingon in Deep what Space Nine. What was giving you that tickle? I was just like, oh, that kind of looks like that weird Klingon general in Deep Space Wait, cause Nine. because he's got like a beard, long hair, and he's wearing like this leather duster. <laughs> yeah. And oh, then the was, fact 
guy that's like kind of close to retirement and Worf's like not having it because he's accusing him? Of, or is that a TNG episode? It's all the same. I don't. Just, I have no idea. There's one where there's like there's like a Klingon so and so two days away from retirement. Kind of yeah, and he's like kind of being a douchebag about something, and Worf's just like you know you're being very lazy and dishonorable. Hashtag we want Worf. <laughs> Well, uh, anything the Klingons do ends with you getting fucking gutted. It's like, oh, it's very honorable. You can't retire. You have to slit your throat. Now I'm going to pull your intestines out with my bare hands. Hashtag we want Worf. <laughs> and it's always <laughs> off screen because like Worf is just ha- like a normal guy. But it's like, oh, if I was a real Klingon, I would have just ripped your head off. Commander Data. Hashtag we want Worf. <laughs> Uh, hopefully we can sell him some t-shirts. <laughs> so at this point, are we, yes. done, are we done with Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> eh, we'll see. We'll I'll, I'll, I'll be dead before I'm done so, with Star Trek. We're, we're about, yeah. Oh, God damn it. Why don't you, why don't you tell me at the 48th hour? Because <laughs> uh, my hearing started an hour and a half ago, and uh, I well, really should have been there. But God damn it, if you can figure the ice man. And he's behind this whole thing. We gotta get there now because then he's trying to put me away. And that's the the point where you realize, like, wait, there's a trial that's happening, and that's like we're at the end. We are yeah. indeed, like you said, uh-huh. Eric, at the forty eighth hour. This trial that. that will determine whether or not Nick Nolte's going to be prosecuted for the murder of that guy at the at the motorbike range, which happened whenever ago. But nobody is saying shit, and it's like, listen, I get it, Paramount Pictures. You don't want to release a two hour and fifteen minute action comedy. And God bless you. But how about you release a movie that makes a little yeah. goddamn sense, <laughs> just a little drip drop of sense, something coherent. Yeah. So like he runs in there and he's just like, I got that. He is fucking incoherent. It's this insane. He's convinced, he's convinced that the it's guy. It's a courtroom. He's convinced <laughs> that the guy from the IAB has to be the Iceman. He's like, he's been trying to put me away for years. He's the Iceman. <laughs> and he goes in, and this judge is like, well, there is enough sufficient ed- evidence for Nick Nolte to be tried for manslaughter. And he's he just comes in, like, that's a fucking Iceman. He's over there. It's the Iceman. Iceman. Oh, it's farting time. Iceman. And Eddie Murphy's just like, oh, that's not him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it's the most casual Eddie Murphy's ever been. <laughs> exactly. And then he's like, shake you. He's like, no, you're, you're not looking hard enough. That's a fucking and ice the, the judge is like, and I declare you insane. <laughs> yeah. You know, he hits the gavel and... Now, and the rest criminal the- proceedings can can occur against Nick Nolte. But how is so. it that Nick Nolte's not arrested right there on the spot? Or put into a mental institution, and then the rest of this movie is the dream well, team? Well, it's not the third act of a Ghostbusters movie, <laughs> oh, so shit. nobody's getting put into the booby maybe, maybe John Hamm, like... Put a, put a, put a, put an ice pick through his eye and oh, like that's f- oh, he was sucker punched the whole time, bro. Then Oscar Isaac molested him. Right, that's why we were oh. in. That's why we were in a uh, uh, bordello. Oh, yeah, yes, also by the course. way, I mean, I, and I know that people don't like uh, X Men Apocalypse quite as much as I do, but uh, anyone who's like that's Oscar Isaac's worst movie needs to watch the film Sucker Punch. Oh, we yeah, one hundred percent. Or needs to watch the movie Robin Hood. <laughs> oh, is he in? Is he in that Ridley Scott movie? Yeah, he plays uh, uh, John, who takes over for his brother. Get out of town! Oh, 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 I'm in town. <laughs> It's real. It happened. Don't tell me it didn't happen. I saw it happen. No. I mean, he's the best part of 
that terrible movie. Yeah. I, I just imagined your 1993 stand-up comedy special oh, called so. Eric Siska, please. I'm in Town, and it's you <laughs> in front of a really over-decorated like, Golden Gate Bridge for some reason. <laughs> And you're wearing a neon blue suit. Yeah, yeah I like where this is going. I, Can I, I do tell too. You, Can someone set this up? Here's what I think we would be really great at. Uh huh. We work at the department at Netflix that gives the bullshit titles to stand-up comedy <laughs> specials. Yeah. Oh, you don't, think, you don't think the comedians do that? I. It kind of can't be true because they're always fucking terrible. Yeah. It's always just like back in town or like. Looking for sass, or <laughs> deal with this, or deal me in, or what? Yeah, whatever it is, yeah. it's always oh, just yeah. You, that could be yours, and you're holding a deck of cards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I love. I mean, we don't do. And they're all they're all jokers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's gonna deal us in, but it's gonna be a lot of laughs. That's that's what I do miss about stand-up comedy specials is the over-decorated background. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. It was always like you oh, had to yeah. do it at Stonehenge uh, at a or meth at lab. <laughs> You're always in like in a fake junkyard uh-huh. sometimes. There are like nine George Carlin specials where he's just yes. at the docks. <laughs> and yeah, it's all it's always just like big bad attitude. Get a load of that. Chalk full of fun. <laughs> There's a chain link fence always. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. Like it's Always so fucking stupid. Every single time. And the, the comedy's good. It's the just, comedy could be to, amazing. They have to dress it up somehow, Andrew. <laughs> Why didn't anyone just do like a graveyard? Like a really <laughs> I'm sure graveyard. someone did a graveyard. Wasn't like didn't like Drew Carey have like it's a shitty house, but it looks like a Dilbert cartoon. <laughs> oh, and then I'm Christ sh- I think Tim Allen had like, it's a bunch of tools. And I think that's where they started. You know, the tool time. Did I make this Home up? Did, did Gallagher do one in front of a big couch? Or did I make that up? <laughs> Somebody <gasps> had a big yes. couch. And it might have been yes. Gallagher. Because I be. think he might have been sitting on it. Get a load of this big fucking couch, you stupid idiots that paid for this. Curse plant. <laughs> I just creamed my pants. Gallagher, by the way, did a special called We Need a Hero. Oh, did he? Uh, did it turn out that Gallagher was the hero we needed or the hero or we deserved? Or did he live long enough to see himself become the villain? <laughs> <laughs> Lived long enough to see him become a homophobic piece of shit. He is a f- fucking living nightmare. <laughs> so the end of this courtroom scene, it's so great because it's just like, you know, really, all you had to fucking do was say that that was the Iceman. The movie would be over with. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not the Iceman. Well, fucking fine. You know what? We're going to go to Taco Bell, we're going to load up on a big fucking box of tacos, and then we're going to go back out there and find the fucking Iceman! What he does is he gives Eddie Murphy his money. Ah, How do you make this case a loop? Let's go through it for the audience. (laughs) Fist bump. He gives Eddie Murphy his... Fist bump, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to pump. But if you want to pump, I can take you to a boy down the line. (laughs) He gives Eddie Murphy his money. He's like, I'm sorry for being a piece of shit for five years. (laughs) He's like, oh, okay. And then he goes to uh, Tisha Campbell... Who is like the daughter of the dude that was giving him protection? But yes. no, and this is what's obnoxious. Eddie Murphy, the money yes. is important. Eddie Murphy yes. gets five hundred grand. He goes to Tisha Campbell to give her seventy-five grand. Correct. <laughs> and it, the whole thing is like you know, she's like, I don't want dirty money. He's like, it's not dirty money. I got this money, you know, through proper channels, and you know, your dad offered me protection, so I, you know, I'm going to give him some money that he wanted to give to you. 
My problem with this is like Tisha Kamba is like credited at the beginning of the movie, and I'm like, oh, cool, Gina's in this movie. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Absolutely. And snip, it, snip, snip. Now she's in one scene. Dude, it's like fucking minute 79 of this 95-minute movie she finally comes in. But it's also, she's involved in the climax of the movie, and she just disappears. You know what I mean? Like, yep. there's... It's amazing. They both so basically they it's both It's like fabric of space and time just ripped and the earth just swallowed her. <laughs> Isn't it funny how uh, one person could be walking around one day and the next minute the earth just like opens and swallows them? <laughs> what is that about? Man, philosophical Nick Nolte. <laughs> well, he's in front of a big like overstaged black hole for his stand-up comedy. <laughs> By the way, I was just doing. Uh, I was just reading sides for this this uh, role I'm auditioning for called um, Detective Kimball in uh, American Psycho. Oh, <laughs> I'm going up against Willem Dafoe. <laughs> heavyweight bout. <laughs> Think I'm gonna get it? <laughs> I hope no one saw Nightwatch where I'm dripping cum everywhere. <laughs> That's a, that'll ruin it. That'll ruin my chances. Stop spilling it. Spilling it. Spilling it. <laughs> Fuck, I gotta see that movie. <laughs> like, like enough's enough. <laughs> sort my life out. Dude, I mean, you've, like put it off, you've put it off for 33 years. I have. That's as long as I've been alive. It's Nick Nolte and an ill-defined vial of cum. All right? Like, it's not entirely set up. And it's, and, but sure, Wait, are they, are they partners? <laughs> wait, he steals Ewan McGregor's cum, right? He does, yeah. I got his cum. He like plants it on a dead prostitute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, okay, I yeah. call it the come hither. <laughs> I mean, I've got everybody's come just in case I need to frame somebody. You need oh, man, that's, that's why Chris come. Cabin's not on the show anymore. <laughs> He's been cummed out. So whatever they are kidnapped in a grocery store. Yes, this is this is one of those like. How did you not see this person standing there? Because all of a sudden, the gin and his partner are in this grocery store with guns. And like, let's go. And I was like, did you not see these guys enter the building? It's ridiculous. And the gin has this ridiculous black tattoo on his face of a teardrop. Which oh, is, well, he's it's not, killed. It's not your standard it's, prison right, teardrop. It's, it's, not, not, it's like if you killed a giant. It's like <laughs> that's what the, that's the teardrop. You're right. It is a it's a larger than average teardrop. I thought it was a beauty mark at the beginning of the movie. Oh shit! Did he kill uh, one one? <laughs> he did. Yeah, he went. He went beyond the wall and killed <laughs> one one. But yeah, because it's like I guess someone was like, "That's not subtle enough." Yeah. Like I oh, because I guarantee they had to have done the regular teardrop. At yeah, first, sure, that's, right? that's the real one. That's, that that's how life is. Yeah, <laughs> no, got to be bigger. It's like, it's like well, oh, that's that's not registering on our cameras. <laughs> yeah, Nick just... Nolte, you're just acting in this. You're not directing. It's got to be bigger. <laughs> I'm taking over this production. Bigger teardrop to add. Stakes got to be higher. Those, those victims' families cried. <laughs> so they kidnap Eddie Murphy and Tisha Campbell, and then it's like, let's go to what I would just like to consider for, uh, you know, Continuity sake at this point, just like a swankier roadhouse. It is. It is. It's a roadhouse with dance music and cocaine. Yes. And it's a weird. There's like glass cages where these ladies are dancing. Sure. And it's you know it's just one of those like sexy bars kind of a thing. Because at this point the bikers, uh, Malcolm James or Ma- Malcolm Price has been killed. Whatever yes. this guy's name is. So the bikers are against the Ice Man as well. They want the Ice Man as much as they want. Uh, Reggie Hammond did as much as they want the money and all this stuff. So they're like, oh yeah, come these bikers th- want it all. Come to this place. We're gonna we'll we'll settle it up. You'll get 
both uh, you'll, you'll get both Eddie Murphy and this other lady we picked up. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> two for one. Like which, and, the, and this is a weird thing because it's just like they're not like serial killers. No, they're just bikers that don't have a problem killing people. So yeah. it's like. That's not any sort of added. Like, I'll throw in this girl that you can murder. Like, what are you talking about? So this guy, one of his, one of the many white guys who's not Brian James, is this guy called Cruz who picks up the phone. And you're like, oh, it was this Cruz the whole time. This dude is the bad guy in Red Heat, by the way. Oh no, oh, yes, yeah, I knew, right. I, I, knew, I knew okay. him somewhere. I knew, yeah. him, I knew him from somewhere. So he comes, <laughs> he comes up, and like you're like, oh, it was Cruz the whole time. I don't even know what that character is, and he's got like, nope, a bag of money, and they're about to kill him, and then Nick Nolte's like. It was a cruise. It was Brian fucking James. And Brian James comes out like clapping like, you figured it out, Nick Nolte. And yeah, like, I was the Iceman. And then they just instantly start shooting at him. Yeah, it's just but a big why, what is Cruz doing, though? Is he's, just, like the, is he the bag, he's the bag man for the Iceman. He's just a so crooked cop. So it's two crooked cops. Yeah. Uh-huh. God, team. this movie's fucking poorly constructed. It's shit. And then Eddie Murphy punches the gin out a window and the yep. gin falls on an, a water truck which is pretty cool. Oh, right. The, the, <laughs> it was all, doing it for me. <laughs> all the Poland Springs. <laughs> well, it's a good like stuntman taking a tumble yeah. kind of, well, you Well, you got to power those fog machines somehow. I got got a lot of need a lot of water. <laughs> Do you think that's what that water truck was there <laughs> yes. for? <laughs> yes. Um so then Nick Nolte murders I know a werewolf. <laughs> He murders yes, both he murders Cruz. a werewolf. He murders a werewolf. He murders Cruz. <laughs> and he sort of like unceremoniously just murders Brian James the Iceman. Yeah. Right? He's got Eddie Murphy. Brian James has Eddie Murphy. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, he's holding, he's good, holding good on to him. He's like, I'm going to shoot him. I'm going to shoot him. And I guess at the end of the first movie, uh, Eddie Murphy bluffs. He's like, come on, shoot me, Jack. Shoot me, Jack. And yeah. uh, Nick Nolte this time does shoot him. Yes, and, and he shoots through him mm-hmm. to get to Brian James. And Brian James gets murdered. Kind of uns- again, unceremonious. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just, just like, like it's a big fat whatever. We're really wrapping up. It feels like we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> I got a tea time. <laughs> they, I mean, these people gotta go home, right? <laughs> I mean, they got things to do. Come on, but come the, on, Ice Man, just die already. Come so on, we gotta go home. The whole movie, uh, you know, Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte have been at each other's throats for the most part. They really don't, don't even become friends. But at the end, when he shoots him, Nick Nolte, and I mean, he gets real close. He's like, ah, hi, are you, you're going to be all right. He's like stroking his head, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Stay with me, buddy. Stay with me. You're my best friend. You're my best fucking friend in the whole wide world. And then he's like, oh, <laughs> by the way, I stole $500,000 from the Iceman. Well, split it, buddy. And I'm like, what are you talking? What movie did I just watch? Darn, I got I took all that dirty drug money. It's like, dude, do we need to get Kevin Teague back on the phone? You no, are. No, 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 don't tell him. Don't tell him about this. He's a crooked cop. Yeah, yeah I'm a crooked cop. God damn it. Who, who is it? Yeah, because he is. I mean, like, really, like, yeah, A, he's, he's been a holding on to Eddie Murphy's drug money or whatever the fuck for for years and yeah, years. Yeah, I don't remember why he gets that money. I, was it it wasn't lotto money, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and now he's, he's stealing from the Iceman like he owns the job. Yeah, I just took a little skin off the top. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this movie. The finder's fee. It would have been better if they were both just fucking private detectives. Yes. 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 You know, and that you know why? Because a private detective can fucking take whatever he wants. <laughs> you know what? I mean? You got a whole police yeah. officers doing actual higher exactly. standard, and it makes sense to be like, yeah, go on. Yeah, sure, you're easy an ex-con, yeah, but uh, you know, you need a professional sleuth. He's got to know what the other side thinks. <laughs> and then, like, there's some stupid thing where 
Eddie Murphy steals his lighter, and like Nick Nolte goes to light a cigarette, and he's like, "Oh, where's my lighter? God damn it, where's that Zippo?" That's the end of the first movie. Is it? Okay, yeah, I, like, I figured as much. I couldn't remember. And then it's like Eddie Murphy just like laughing in this ambulance, light, lighting a lighter in this ambulance where I'm sure there's like oxygen tanks and, and then shit. it just explodes. <laughs> oh man, classic ending to another 48 <laughs> hours. Ow. The Eddie Murphy fucking accidental suicide cut. Right. He just yeah. blows up that ambulance that by or, accident, or the wily coyote got him. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally got something. And then it's just like, this movie has the audacity to have a song where we're just singing about the boys are back in town. That was on the poster, was the boys I are back in town. I think that was in the first movie as well. And was by it the way, same song? I, I think so. It might have been a different cover. There's two cuts of the boys are back in town, back to back. Back to back. And you know what? Here's the thing. You've got the fucking fart rock John Candy version. Then you've got the quote, like, hip-hop-ish version. Yeah. Boy, do I get it soundtrack. Come on. Everybody could enjoy this. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. And it's just Nick Nolte like, ah, I want to have a fucking cigarette, that son of a bitch. And then he's just like, <laughs> you know what you need to do? It needs to end on a beach and then you, sure. your grandma and my grandma sitting <laughs> by the fire. <laughs> no matter what. My grandma a... says, your grandma, we're going to set the world on fire. You open a big briefcase, there's a bunch of money, and they're oh, drinking totally. my Yeah, exactly. We're clinking mm. glasses. Tim Robbins is, is uh, polishing a boat. <laughs> whatever the fuck he's doing in Shawshank. <laughs> just like something, not just like, I'm just going to stand in this street till we fade to black. Hey, what happened to that girl from Martin? Ah, she's gone. <laughs> no, exactly. Oh, my God. That, well, there goes the credits. <laughs> oh, oh, that, yeah, you damn right I'm on top. I guess there's, there's no women in this movie at all. Weird. What is the thing you noticed in the credits, by the way? There's a guy credited yeah. as... Eddie Murphy Productions office manager? Because this movie, at the start of it, it's like in association with Eddie Murphy Productions. Eddie Murphy Productions office manager, i.e. his drug dealer. Yep. Like, there's just, there's got to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. And sandwich getter, sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wink, wink. The guy who brings you weed can, of course, bring you a sandwich at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, let's, let's just say it's weed. Good idea. <laughs> well, I'm sure, you know, weed was there. Oh, God damn it. We got an actual Iceman on the payroll. Also, you're saying Iceman. That's the name of that, like, famous hitman. Yeah. Was oh, the Iceman. As portrayed by Michael Shannon in that not great hey, movie. Not two, good. Two detectives trying to take down the actual Iceman. Better. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Better movie. Better movie. Uh, Chris Evans in there, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, who does he hilariously murder in that movie? Oh, I forget. Is it James Franco? No, I think it's, uh, what's his face? David Schwimmer is in that movie. Oh no! Yeah, no. David James Franco is in that it's movie. It's a random murder. like James Franco's in that movie for like three minutes, and, and Michael murdered. Shannon murders him. It's yep. fucking great. Uh, so that's another forty-eight hours. Would anybody recommend it? Not nope. really. No. Uh, I mean, there's just be- I mean, like you see other movies that are exactly this movie but better. And here's why I feel this movie is disqualified as being a hangover movie because it's too short. Yeah. Mm. Because. Ideal, the ideal hangover movie is something you're watching on cable mm-hmm. while you feel like you want to die. Sure. This movie only being 95 minutes, you're stretching that out tops two hours and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's useless to me. <laughs> I need The Rock. I need a Con Air. Yeah. You know, I need an Armageddon. Really long things that TNT will just stretch out for an entire afternoon. Oh, man, you get one of those Lord of the Rings movies, you're in good shape on TNT. Oh, you'll be fucking feeling fit as a fiddle by the time they get to Mordor. (laughs) Don't worry about it. (laughs) 
That's another 48 Hours, directed by Walter Hill. For more We Hate Movies, check out whmpodcast.com or find us over at sideshownetwork.tv. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are at WHM Podcast. And, of course, right into the ye old mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Rate and review our fine show wherever you get it. We would greatly appreciate it. Especially you new listeners getting the show on the Google Play Store. We've got to rack up the reviews and ratings on there, so make sure you do that. Next week on the program, the summer blockbuster extravaganza rolls on as we go out west for what is it? Wicca, Wicca, Wild, Wild West. Wild, Wild West. That's right. Will Smith. Uh, Kevin Klein. Oh, Kevin Klein, of course. Selma Hayek. Oh, and Selma Hayek. Isn't there another person in that movie? Noted, oh, there's probably a couple Who's other the villain in that noted movie? Noted thespian Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh <laughs> is the bad guy in that movie. Uh-huh. As we welcome in studio, special guest Ben Wooster of Blame It on Outer Space will be on hand to chat with us. So until next week, when we wicka wicka wild wild west, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Zeta. Eric Siska. Wicka wicka. Selling a little, or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap, or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.